This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today's podcast is focused on sales leadership, who to invest in, who really you should focus on to move up, and who you should focus on to move out of your organization. For those of you that are non-sales leaders and are sales professionals listening to this, really tune into what I'm defining as an A, B, C, or D player. What characteristics do you possess? What are you focused on as far as attitudes, behaviors, and actions? And how may that impact your progress as a sales professional and just add value to your daily work as well? So this is for everybody, but I'm going to focus on sales leaders today on who we really need to invest in. I think I'll start off a little bit around sales culture. What is sales culture? What is the importance of sales culture in our organization? Number one, even if we've got a bunch of outside salespeople handling their own territories or focused on their own verticals as inside salespeople, and they don't really cross over from a team perspective, working together as a team towards a common goal is absolutely vital. But beyond that common goal, there has to be an energy, a vision, a mission, something that inspires the team beyond your goal is to hit quota. What happens when you sell a solution to your clients? What results and impact does it have in the community? What true value is your organization really contributing to the marketplace to make industry better, community better, people better? These types of missions and visions are, of course, different from organization to organization, But I believe that in order to have a really strong team, we have to have a vision and mission greater than just hitting a dollar value if we're going to retain great players who are really driven by meaning and the big why behind what they do. So with this said, I want to talk about who we're investing in. So are we A players, B players, C players, or D players? So the first thing I look at is whether you are inheriting a team or growing a team. What is the A, B, and C players within our team? What are they? And how do we quantify these A, B, and C players? So, and measure them. So from this perspective, I would say an A player is an absolute. These people are 20 percenters that are probably carrying 80% of our sales results and 80% of our energy in our sales organization are coming from these 20 percenters. They are willing and able to grow as individuals and growth mindset is just part of who they are. Being part of a team is who they are. They know that it's not just about closing deals, but something bigger and it is really a way of life. B is beneficial. So this is a beneficial team member. They're open, they're aware, and they have a lot of upside potential. So these people are open, but they're not fully actualized. You know, there, there might be confidence issues. There might be the fact that they're relatively new to the marketplace. Maybe they haven't bought into the company vision. Maybe they got some other challenges and some sales skills they have to build, but they're open to growing. They're aware of other people's needs and their own. And there's a lot of upside potential if we invest in them. Now, our C's are what I would call convenient players. So these are often great followers in an organization, but they tend to lack the desire to grow. Uh, They're just happy to kind of punch their ticket. Um, Maybe this is just a job that's come along for them, and and they're kind of content to be here, but they're not adding energy to the team. They're not adding sales innovation. They're not someone that will take massive action without great prompting. So they need to make a decision, in my opinion, RCs, to grow or go as in leave the organization. And we have to help them make that decision as quickly as possible. Then our Ds are our discard or disengage sales team members. These people need to change or be changed in a hurry, 
right? So our Cs, they need to make a decision, but they're not necessarily a negative impact on the team. We can almost afford to give them a little time and energy and, and see how things work out. But the Ds, we have to move out quickly. So they either have to change their attitude almost instantly, we have to find a way to help them do that, or we need to move them out of the team before they erode the team. So one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of organizations I work with, uh, and this goes across the board in every industry, tend to carry salespeople in the C and D category and invest a disproportionate amount of time in these individuals. They've made a bad HR decision and they double down on it by giving these people chance after chance after chance when the thing that would serve them the best, both the company and that individual, is to move them out of the organization to a different role or job that's actually going to make them happy. But also on the other side is it's a drain energetically on the rest of the team. If they're making excuses, they've got alibis, they've got challenges, they've got a negative attitude, they're pulling a ton of energy from the sales leader that they could be putting into B's and A's, then it's a real detriment to the organization. I've seen time and time again, people are like, well, we need people. We need people to take these orders. We need people to talk to clients. We can't get rid of uh, Mr. and Ms. D. We've got to keep them. Well, the reality is, is that this is actually, in my opinion, less productive than just not having those people at all. I'd rather get a client to wait, give them to a B, find some other way to handle them in an automated fashion, because you're going to have the same result in the end. See, if you serve a client and engage them with a C or D level client, you create all kinds of customer success and service challenges after the fact in most cases. And in fact, in most cases, your A's and B's end up having to pick up the slack for them anyways. Or you as a sales leader are running around doing work for the C's and D's that are dropping the ball instead of leading the A's and B's. So we need to move them up, out, or across quickly. So let's talk about how I quantify who these people are. So our A's, if I look in an organization, what's an A player? Salespeople, if you're listening to this right now, sales professionals, aspiring sales professionals, in my opinion, there's no way to succeed in sales significantly and reach our full potential unless we've got these A characteristics. So you can have limited success. Maybe you're better than everybody else on your team, but you've got A results and a B or C attitude. You'll, you're actually not reaching your full potential. So let's talk about A's. A's meet or exceed their target on a regular basis. And sometimes starting out, an A player, if your sales cycle is long, they might not hit their financial targets right away, but they're hitting their key performance indicator and activities consistently and effectively. The leader has a high level of credibility with them. So this is another important part with A, B's, or C's, is that you as a leader have to have a good level of credibility. If they don't respect you, if they don't like you, if they're constantly behind your back talking about, you know what, this is what they're doing wrong, or I, would, I don't agree with the sales manager, here's what I think we should do. Really, that person, although they're a high performer, is eroding the team. And so from me perspective is that, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about, and many other people talk about this too, is the no jerk rule in our organization. It doesn't matter how well they perform. If they're a jerk, if they're cutting other team members down, if they're taking leads that aren't supposed to be theirs, if they're not really honest about the data they're entering in Salesforce, and they're not a ethical, honest, positive contribution to the team, they're not actually an A. They got A numbers, but that money being generated for the company has an organizational cost and you need to move them out. So that's not an A. So definitely you've got a good relationship with them and they're wanting to have a good relationship with the sales leader. 
Because often your top performers are almost like your lieutenants, right? They're not officially a second in command, but as an influence perspective, they influence the energy of the rest of the team. So they put the team ahead of me. So in other words, me as a top performer, I'm not going to do things that are going to affect the team negatively. I also know as a top performer and as a group of A's that we put the company ahead of our team, the sales team. We know that we're not going to make decisions from a sales perspective that are going to impact the company negatively just to hit our numbers. They're great problem solvers. They have a big desire for continued learning. A players are accountable, they're self-starters, they're great communicators, they're respected and trusted by the team and other people within the organization. They have their house in order. We all have challenges at home. We all have tragedies and difficult things to deal with in our life. But great A's are often transparent about these challenges, but they come to work and get the job done anyways. Respond versus react and they handle stress well. So these individuals under pressure perform. They stay until the job is done. They put the extra work in, but they're also efficient. So they don't need to stay every night for an extra four hours to get their job done because they're highly efficient with their time use and they desire change and improvement even when they're performing well. So what amazes me is I'll go in and do a seminar or I'll talk at a conference and often the people in the front row taking notes are the high performers, the ones that could be on stage beside me telling the rest of the team how to do it because they know pretty well as much as I do as a sales leader, sales author, about what to do to be successful. But what are they doing? They're taking notes. And when I ask them, hey, you've been doing this for 10 years or 20 years, why are you in the front row taking notes? And they'll say, if I get one more thing out of this that makes me better, then it was worth it. So that's your A players. So who are your A players on your team? Make sure you mark and you indicate who they are and you need a strategy for retention with these players. So too often they're doing well, we let them run and they're feeling neglected, not recognized, or often they carry the weight on their shoulders a bit and they take responsibility for their success. So we have to proactively make sure that we're supporting them. Let's talk about our Bs in our team. So our B players are the largest group of people in most teams. So they're not fully or consistently meeting our KPIs or key performance indicators or targets at this point, or they've got a much smaller target, right? They're part of the cheering committee. They cheer on the A's, they're, they're good team members. They've got good intent, but sometimes they get bogged down by personal issues or things not going their way. They're quick to take initiative, but not always in the context of the team or the organizational vision and values. So they really are kind of tunnel vision sometimes in their sailing. They must be reminded of the big picture and require micromanaging at times to get tasks done and meet their targets. So they need a lot of hands-on. They're reasonable communicators, but sometimes they don't listen that well to, to leaders, to coworkers, and to clients. Not sure where they wanna go, but man, are they motivated. So they are pretty fired up. They come to work ready to work. And they're aware of others' needs and desires, but might not be able to meet those needs and desires due to lack of confidence, organizational skills, product knowledge, sales skills, or the ability to get beyond the daily grind. They get overwhelmed by tasks. They're not great at prioritizing. So these are my B players. So these B players are a really interesting group because they have the biggest capacity to ramp up, often tweaking a few skill sets, um, enabling, equipping them versus enabling them with some leadership mentality and some strong mindset, giving them some processes and technology to get their job done better, getting some mentorship for them, and they can easily move up into a high B or an A range player. Now let's talk about our C's. Our C's rarely meet their target. 
And when you ask them why they haven't met their target for activities or dollars, they're going to blame others right away. Economics, lack of success, production, the client, whatever it might be. For them, work is a paycheck and doesn't need a purpose. They're well-liked, they do their job, but they tend not to connect with the team on a deep level. They have a large fear or aversion to change or moving outside of their comfort zones. And they have a lot of personal challenges sometimes that they let affect productivity continually. And a lot of these personal challenges they've created. They may be cynical or problem seekers. They're the quickest to tell us what's wrong, but they don't come to the table with a solution. And that's a difference between an A and a C. The A's also know what's wrong. They're gonna tell you, they're gonna get honest and maybe have hard conversations with you as a sales leader and tell you, hey, this isn't working. You're not supporting me the way I need it. The company is blowing it here, but they also say, and here's three things we can do to fix it. What do you think? And that's the difference between an A and a C. Now, our D's. Our D's are our disengage crowd. They're all about them. Often major personal problems and disasters constantly, and they're bringing it into the work environment. They're creating drama in the workplace. They're toxic in their behaviors towards others. They tend to lack in communication skills and emotional intelligence. And generally, we'll put a plan together with them, coach them what to do, and they either refuse to change or they say they will, and they take no action on a consistent basis to change the way they behave or approach their sales job. They do less than the minimum requirement in most cases, rarely meet commitments. They've lost or failed to gain a level of trust with their teammates and yourself. Their behavior outside of work could be inappropriate or unethical, and they could be a great person, but just in the wrong position or company too long, and they're burnt out. And so those are our A, Bs, and Cs. And I think it's important to know who your A, B, Cs are on your team. If you're in a sales career right now and you're acting like a D or a C, I think if you're acting like a real C, what you need to do is you need to ask yourself, should you be in sales? Or should you find something else that fires you up and not be a drag on the team or the environment you're in? And I think that's a really important personal decision is to realize that not everybody's cut out to be in sales or, do, or willing to pay the price to do what they need to do to be effective. I think everybody can be, but are you willing to pay the price? And if you're just kind of hanging out, collecting a paycheck and biding your time, get proactive. Talk to your manager about moving somewhere else in the organization that fires you up. Maybe there's a role in the marketing team where it's more aligned with your goals or this customer service team. Or maybe, maybe uh, you need to think about retraining and going to another industry. But from this perspective, at a, as a sales manager, here's what I want to do. This is where I want to put my time as a sales manager or a sales leader on my A, Bs, and Cs. And I truly believe that unless we move the Cs and Ds out entirely and quickly, we'll never have an A team. We're always going to have a B minus team at best. No matter how many A's you have, if you're carrying a bunch of C's and D's, you're not going to get there. So 20% of my time, I believe, should be spent on retaining my A's and learning from them. So as a leader, when I'm out coaching sales professionals that are high performers, I learn just as much from them as they teach me, especially about specific roles, processes, hacks, productivity approaches, how to get through to key accounts, how our solutions impact clients. They are really frontline knowledge wells that you need to tap in as a leader. So put the ego aside and realize that although you're leading your A's, they've also got a lot to teach you. And then you're sharpening their ax. You are refining their skills. You're helping them get a little bit better. You're helping them see their blind spots to move them into a higher performance zone. Now then, 20% of my time is spent with them. 60% of my time, because there's a lot of them, but there's also a huge growth potential. If I double my energy I spend on my A's, rarely am I going to double my revenues from my A's. They're pretty capped. They're running at a maximum output. But my B's, 
I want to invest 60% of my time on growing my bees, my true bees, helping them with mindset, process, organization, personal responsibility, motivation. And my goal is to move as many bees up to the A-level as possible. And then on the other side, 15% of my time, I'm doing performance improvement programs with my C's. And the goal is in a rapid and short period of time to try to move them up to a B level as a minimum or move them across. Maybe they're great. They've got other skills. They should be in another part of the company. And if not, I need to move them out. Um, even if it means paying them a bit of money to leave the company and you say, oh, I don't want to pay them out. I don't want to you know, end up you know, giving them a package to leave. Honestly, the pipeline you're losing, the leads you're not servicing, the opportunities that are not happening and the impact on your brand is not worth holding on to someone an extra period of time just so that you can performance manage them out. I'd just say get them out as soon as possible if they're truly not making the effort. Then 5% of my time should be just moving my Ds out quickly. Pull the trigger quick. If they, if they have some of these toxic attributes, there's no room for them in our organization. So this is the ABCs of sales leadership around who you want to invest in as team members. If we can make these decisions quickly around who A, Bs, and Cs are and reallocate our time in the right places with the right people, we're going to see some massive growth and momentum. And remember, if you want an A-level team, there are no C and D-level players. You need to move them out. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net.